you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show. As the opera lady sings it, it doesn't get more official or classy than this. Uh, so if you do come up to me in public and you uh, sing the Chris Voss Show, as people tend to do, I expect it to be in acapella or soprano or whatever that, you know, I don't know these terms. I flunk second grade people. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. The Chris Voss Show family is the family that loves you and doesn't judge you. And don't you forget it ever. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, give us five-star reviews on the iTunes. <laughs> Go to goodreads.com for it, says Chris Voss. He just threatened us. Uh, go to, uh, let's see, uh, Chris Voss one on TikTok. Go to LinkedIn.com for chess Chris Voss. Subscribe to that newsletter over there. It's really good. And YouTube.com for chess Chris Voss. Today we have an amazing author on the show. And if you haven't noticed yet, we always have amazing authors on the show. It's like really amazing. Like I can't even think of another verb. It's that amazing. Uh, William Cohen joins us on the show today. Cowan? William Cowan? Cowan joins us on the show today. Uh, his newest book came out November 16, 2021. It's called Building a Winning Career, a Complete Guide to Securing and Thriving in Your Ideal Senior Role. And we're going to be talking to him. He's Harvard trained, too, as well. So we know that he's smart. He's very smart. He's got the brainiacs uh, going on there and all the good stuff. Uh, he has over 30 years of experience in senior management positions. He's held board chairman roles in public and private companies. He graduated from Harvard Business School with high distinction, and I flunked out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in addition to his uh, executive roles, William has provided career coaching to over 1,000 professionals around the globe. He is a master at helping people to build their careers. He is passionate about helping everyone, whether they be graduates or senior executives, to build more successful careers. He's even helping idiot boy Chris Voss here who flunked second grade. Wait. Why is that in his bio? Uh, he has structured and formalized his coaching process, and he has set out this rigorous process in his book called Building a Winning Career, and now you can get it. It's available worldwide. Welcome to the show, William. How are you? Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for the introduction. There you go. That was a very insightful bio. I, I had no idea. You knew I was an idiot. Uh, so give us a .com. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, it's buildingawinningcareer.com. Uh, that's my website. And, of course, if they want the book, it's Amazon.com. There you go. It's all about that Amazon. I, I think in Australia there, you guys have like a – you guys have a big chain for book sales, don't you? It's a – it's a there's a company down there I know that sell, markets my book that's uh, kind of special. So uh, give us a 30,000 overview. Tell us what building a winning career is about and why should we want a winning career? Isn't, isn't losing career any fun? <laughs> well, that's a good question. The uh, – the book itself um, came about because people are likely to have more and more jobs in their career. Uh, you know, the academics are saying we're going to have, I don't know, 10 or 15 jobs and three careers. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but there's no one really helping you get from one job to the next. It's a problem. <laughs> it's, it sounds good having so many jobs, but how do you get from one to the other? Uh-huh. And uh, that's what the book is about, really, trying to help people understand uh, what, how they can present themselves best in order to uh, really build a thriving happy, successful career, not only for them, but their families, their community, and so on. So, And winning is not becoming chief executive. Winning could be just like you. You know, you're uh, someone who's uh, very successful at what they do. It's not just uh, being head of the, uh, of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's about thriving, enjoying what you're doing, contributing. Uh, looking back, most of us are going to live if we look after ourselves to 75 or 80 or 85 or 90, and I'd like you to be able to look back when you're at that age and say, wow, I made some good career decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you say, I mean, when I, when I grew up and probably when you grew up, there was the kind of this uh, mantra of business where you work for one company most of your life, you got a gold watch at the end and uh, that was it. But now, you know, people turn over a lot with COVID. We saw a lot of turnover with, uh, uh, the great resignation, you know, people saying, Hey, you know what, if we're going to have this COVID business and I I look at the quality of my life, I'm going to try and pick stuff that, um, you know, I feel better about doing or that appeals to me more. Uh, a lot of people started their own companies and, uh, and even now, you know, with the union strikes that we're seeing here in America, uh, people are switching jobs and they're like, Hey, I want to kind of, it seems like this younger generation, this Gen Z generation, they're kind of more into jobs that, you know, help the environment or, or do some social causes or supports things that they think are important. And so they're probably going to have a few jobs throughout your career. Plus, if you're, plus if you're like me, you're going to get fired a lot. So there's that. <laughs> the, um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's, it's happened quite quickly, really. Uh, I've worked with yeah. one man uh, who, his father had been at a bank for 45 years and uh, his father was really shaken up that the guy I was working with had lost his job. And, Mm -hmm. you know, how come you're not good enough to hang on to your job? You know, I've had my job for 45 (laughs) years. uh, That's brutal, uh, man. (laughs) But it's happening all the time now. You know, in fact, you're sort of suspect if you've been at the same place more than 10 years now uh, or in the same job more than 10 years. What's wrong with you? You know, you haven't had the initiative to move. You haven't, you haven't got the capacity to do better or differently or explore things. Uh, part of the book is trying to open up options for you so that you can understand what's out there. A lot of people are much too passive. They just sit around and uh, if they lose their job, they start, um, they look at the ad, you know, the job ads. But really, my, uh, my book's all about how can you take an active approach to managing your career and how can you, as a result, have a much more interesting and fulfilling uh, life. There you go. Now, I, you know, a lot of people, they don't really start thinking about their career. You, you correct me if I'm wrong. So this is kind of the form of a question, but it seems like a lot of people don't start thinking about their career until they kind of establish one. It's kind of an afterthought where they're like, oh, hey, I, I guess I had a career this last little while. But you're talking about how people want to plan on what they're building and spend some time in it. Why is it important to plan that? Well, you know, I don't think you can plan your career. It's uh, too hard, too complicated, but you can plan ahead. You can think about how can I position myself well. Mm. I, um, you know, I, I, I mentor some young people who are in their late 20s, and exactly what you say is correct. They think about the next promotion or the next 
assessment at work, uh, next review. They're not really thinking about where do I want to be in sort of five years' time. And I would like them to think a lot more about that because if they open up, if they think about it, they're probably going to try harder to open up different opportunities rather than being caught short. Uh, suddenly you find you don't have a job. You've actually thought about it and you prepared. You know what options are out there for you and you're not shocked. You're, you're actually exhilarated in some ways. I'd like, I'd like a new job. This is not really the job for me. Just as you pointed out earlier, many people are unhappy in their jobs. They feel that it's not the right place for them, but they haven't really taken the initiative to explore other opportunities. So how do we prepare and manage, as you talk about in your book, for uh, our job searches to get the best results? Well, I say there's a process, which I set out in the book, um, it takes 380 pages, so it's not a trivial process. Most people prepare for a marathon by walking around the block twice, I say you've got to run a lot if you want to prepare for a marathon. It's true. Um, and it's the same if you had a singing analogy. You wouldn't go into a singing competition without rehearsing and without preparing the, the music that you were going to uh, perform uh, and without understanding what the judges were looking for, all those kind of things. And yet a lot of people are very casual about this, very um, uh, tactical, just, oh, I don't have a job anymore, I better look at the ads, job ads, uh, you know, and uh, I'm saying that's the wrong way to do it. Mm. And uh, it's, you're much better off if you can prepare. Now, the, the process itself is, it's got a number of steps. The first one is really understanding what makes you special. Most people don't know what makes them special and they make it up as they go along and it's not convincing. And in fact, they get it wrong. Uh, I say you've got to ask other people who have worked with you and who have seen you in action and have seen you when you're happy and effective, and you've got to ask them what makes you special. I had a senior law partner, and uh, she thought her law uh, expertise made her special. It turned out when we asked people, they said, you're fun to work with. You're the only lawyer we know who's fun to work with. Oh, wow. This is, this is a bit scary, really, but uh, um, it, it had amazing resonance when we talked about this with other people. So the first thing is what makes you special. And by the way, you've got to be able to explain it quickly. It's no good going on for 20 minutes. Talking Can about I just provide people. pictures of me on the short bus with a helmet on? <laughs> when I want to tell people I'm special? Because I did flunk second grade. Yeah. Well, the odd thing is you can't tell people what makes you special. You've got to oh. say other people say I'm special. Oh, okay. So for the following reasons. I get that a lot um, too. Yeah, well, you know, if if if, um, if at the end of this program, if I say you're special, then that's compelling. If you say you're special, it's not that compelling. You would say yeah. that, wouldn't you? In the South, they tell me I'm special, and then they follow it with, bless your little heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, well. If you know what that uh, means in the, the South the of America. That's, uh, the statistics yeah. show that people don't know what makes them special, and it's yeah. quite often the way they behave, not their expertise. It's, yeah. are they decent people are they kind are they uh, do they deliver what they promise uh, you know all these kind of things turn out to be really important in fact so, uh, there's some research that shows that your expertise is only 10 percent of your future success 30 hmm. percent is the way you present yourself and 60 percent is who knows about you who uh, are you visible 
Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ex- do you get exposure to senior people? Uh, that sort of thing. And most young people aren't taught this. They're taught how to be experts. They're not taught about their branding, their image, and they're not taught about getting exposure uh, to senior people. Mm. I, I know a lot of young people are special too, but that's another thing. Uh, so, uh, you know... That's- that's the first step, by the way. There's there's four others, but uh, I'll, yeah. I'll do them very quickly. One is Please to do. figure out where you want to explore. Uh, you can't just sort of wander off into the jungle and try to work out the way out of the jungle. You've mm-hmm. got to have uh, some areas to investigate, to explore. The next thing is you've got to prepare to meet people. Uh, part of the process of finding a job is to build emotional connections with people. Just, sub- just submitting a, your CV is very low probability of success you know that's yeah uh, you don't have any personal relationship um and and then uh then you've got to meet people uh and i say you've got to meet 50 people so it sounds pretty daunting but in fact uh, it's quite easy to do if you ask other people to help you meet people and uh, the the people will help you if you ask it's amazing how few people ask for help Mm. they try to do it themselves and then finally, when you're getting into an interview process, how do you handle the interviews? Most people are too passive. They don't, they sit there and answer questions. They don't ask questions. I say you've got to ask questions. You've got to understand what the job is. What, what yeah. will make you successful in this job? What are the challenges? Do I have the resources to deliver? That sort of thing. So you, you yeah. really have to be sure that you have an interest in the job and that you're, you're, not, you're not just looking for a job. You're really interested in the job. You're really curious. And it, it kind of communicates that you're also trying to qualify them. Like, do I really want to work here? Yeah, that's dead right. The, um, first of all, I say that you need to, there's need to be five things you should think about when you're looking at a job. One is, are your values consistent with the company and with your boss uh, mm-hmm. and that's hard to figure out because everyone's on their best behavior of course in an interview process but, but the second thing is can you make a big difference because i don't want you just shuffling paper or treading water uh, can you make a difference but the other problem there is will they let you make a difference oh. they, they may be they may not have the money or the resources or they may not have the risk appetite or they may not trust you enough um, to let you make a difference um, the the, the uh, third thing is um, uh, what about your family? And uh, we don't want you where you're traveling four weeks a month. You know, we, we need mm-hmm. the, the job to suit uh, to to work well with you and your family. Otherwise, uh, you know, it could turn into a catastrophe somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I also say. Um, you should be looking at where it leads. You know, are they developing you? Uh, is there some, is there something happening that will help you grow? It's no good just being up the creek without a paddle in three years' time. No, are you learning? And a lot of young people are working for people who don't develop them. This is a big problem. That's why they leave. They, wow. they, they feel like they're not, they're not developing themselves. And finally, uh, will you be paid enough? I don't see why you should go backwards in any any job move uh, but it's all about value not cost you've got to show that you are valuable mm-hmm. and then and convince them and your point about selling yourself um how do you sell yourself well you sell yourself by asking good questions i think rather than telling people what a great person you are that's a and good idea i normally just stand on the corner in a miniskirt and that's how i uh, excel myself but uh that's been working out well 
I think that could be fairly disastrous. That uh, could be, yeah. Don't do that, folks. Don't do that, kids. Uh, I think you've got to build warm relationships, not just stand on the corner, by the way. But well, they are warm relationships for about, you know. Well, they could be. Minutes, uh, so. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the pay is awful, and so is, uh, I don't know, the benefits are horrible. So uh, they just give you free needles. I don't know what that means. But uh, moving on. Uh, no, this is important. You know, people, I, I've interviewed people, and I'll be like, yeah, got any questions about the job? And they're like, uh, uh, no. And you know, like, what if I just give you a job as the guy who feeds the lions by hand? Does that work for you? <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, you want to know more, maybe, about what's going, you know, what you're going to do, or I don't know. You know, we'll have you as the guy who cleans up the monkey uh, flinging poo at the zoo. There, um, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Yeah, well, to me. The odd thing is that most job descriptions don't describe the job; they describe the functional skills, but they don't yeah. tell you that you're. They show you the shop window. They don't show you the fact that you can be working in the basement and you're up to your ears in water and the power yeah. doesn't work. Um, so it's your job to find out what's the real job. That's part of what you've got to investigate. And yeah. in a lot of interviews, people sit there and just wait for questions. I say they should be asking questions about mm -hmm. uh, what what is it you're trying to do in this in this business? Uh, where where do you want to go? What are the challenges? Uh, how can I help you get there? Rather than just answering questions. Yeah, because if if you don't, if you just want a job, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, it separates the people who just want a job from the people who actually mm -hmm. want a career. And of course, that's what your book is about: how to build a winning career. And so, mm -hmm. it just makes all the difference in 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 what people, you know, want to take and do, and and how how to get there. I guess. Yeah. No, it's. Um it, this is for people, the book is for people who are trying to build a career and not just get another job um, to fill in the day and get a pay package. So, But I think a lot of young people are, are like that. And it's surprising how many people are buying the book for their kids. And not that I think the kids are going to read it, by the way, but the kids might listen to podcasts, uh, uh, even if they don't read the book, and, and therefore they'll catch, they will get some ideas. And uh, I'm the reason I'm I'm quite keen on podcasts. Really, is that it does get to a different audience. So people who don't want to read can they will listen, yeah, or at least they hope they will. I mean, yeah, uh, if it's interesting enough, they that's will. kind of the idea. If it's interesting, they will. Um, and and uh, so you bring up some good points. Was that all five of the points? Uh, yes, I think so. Values uh, make a difference. Uh, where am I going? family and income there you go now one of the things you talk about that's important too that i i think a lot of smart people do nowadays and there's very few of them is how to build your network to be an exponential multiplier for you is how you put it in the book what does that mean uh, i think i know what it means but uh, tell the listeners yeah. well it's 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 some degree it's to, it's to do with this problem how do you get visibility and uh, uh, most people uh, really feel quite uncomfortable about building their network. They think it's, um, you know, they're, they're embarrassed. They don't know how to do it. The problem is they don't do it properly. Uh, the advice you get if you ask someone uh, in the street is, oh, you know, have meet people, have coffees. I say you've got to have working sessions. You've got to actually ask the person for help. Uh, by the way, ask for advice, you'll get a job. Ask for a job, you'll get 
advice. So <laughs> we're always asking for advice. We're never asking for a job. And um, so in the networking process, the last thing you want to do is ask for a job because people will freeze up. They, they haven't got a clue. How the hell would I get Chris Voss a job? You know, it's, it's, it's beyond any capacity, my capacity. And, but it's the same with everyone. If I turn up, you know, how would they get me a job? They wouldn't know how to do it. But yeah. they they are very happy to talk about themselves and their career and what what they did right, what they did wrong, and if they're in your shoes, what would they do? Uh, they're the kind of uh, issues you should be discussing with them. And, and and what we want them to do is to introduce you to more people. And it works. It's quite interesting that you need three jumps uh, to get where you're going. For instance, I had one person I worked with. He went back to his first employer and who he had a very good relationship with. And that person introduced him to a consulting firm. And then the consulting firm introduced him to their client, to a client. And the, the client hired him. So it was kind of previous boss, consulting firm, client. It's it's just amazing how of the thousand people I've worked with, I would say the vast majority have found the, their job as a result of networking and um, this three-step process. In fact, the statistics show that 80% of jobs come through your networks. That's why you've got to build your network. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's important to make friends with people and stay friends with people. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've had people it's, it's, that have left it's, jobs and they're, you know, they're not too happy about it, but they, they stay professional and sometimes yeah. they get called back for yeah, it's, it's, or it's, get um, referrals and stuff. You may, you may not be a friend, but you may have a warm connection with them. Uh -huh. uh, it's a, and it's to do with um, how do you build a warm connection? That's a really important question. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not by being clinical and just saying, I need a job, you've got any ideas. It's more about finding out about them to begin with and what, what, can you, what connection have you got with them. So it's, uh, you know, if you've got kids at the same school or you, you, you both love football or, you know, whatever it is, uh, you've got to find a warm connection. The... The big thing is, uh, once you've got a warm connection, how can you build on it? Because they'll want to help you. If they've got a warm connection, they'll want to build on it. For instance, I say you should call the recruiting manager before you apply for a job to uh, find out what the job's about and also to build a connection with them. Because then uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have a number of advantages. One is you'll find out what they're actually looking for rather than just applying. Two and therefore you can um, you can you can write a cover letter that sort of addresses their needs. Uh, uh, secondly, they'll look out for you when you apply. Yeah. The problem is most jobs is like a hundred or two hundred applicants, so yeah. they just shuffle through them. They're looking for a key word or two. Now the statistics are terrifying. They spend five or ten seconds on a resume. Uh, you know, so how do you make how do you get their attention in a five or 10 second period? It's almost impossible. I put so, blood on the resume and <laughs> some knife cuts. And they have to <laughs> well, look at it like, they're like, what took place here? Yeah. Well, that's like that, that could definitely uh, cause some consternation. But we'll see what happens. That explains but, why I work for myself, I guess. Yeah. But I like it 
when you are being sought out because this is a this is a very difficult process for most people it's, it is it's, it's the only process where you can be rejected because you're too you're not good enough or you're too good rejected because they threaten the manager who's doing the hiring they the yeah. manager thinks they're too good or they won't stay yeah. or, uh, i have that problem on tinder most people think i'm too good and they left swipe me they're like yeah. oh this guy is too he's too brad pity he's too george clooney well, and they just they see your me. picture i'm sure they, they do they, they're just like themselves oh, to he's too hot all the girls are gonna be chasing him <laughs> i'm gonna have to compete with that and it's just too much and uh, yes yeah, like, yeah. i could well understand that it's tough, man. It's tough. And I'm, you know, I just, I'm just trying to find someone I love, but no, this makes sense. I, I love the reaching out to the, uh, to the recruiter beforehand because you stick out like a sore thumb at that point. And it shows yeah. your professional in your networking. It shows your professional in, you know, engaging with people and everything else. It shows an acumen of, of professionality. Yeah, and you're actually tough. keen. You know, you're yeah. actually what You're just not that? some dude who's sitting in, you know, up late at night, you know, sending, you know, you slamming your resume out on monster.com to everybody. And, you know, well, you that's the care. problem. You know, the, um, the receiving end, they're overwhelmed. I had one situation where they shredded half the applicants because they just <laughs> said, you got too many. <laughs> they didn't even bother to look at them. It was terrible, terrible. But yeah. uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's partly this building a warm connection because, you know, uh, even if you're on the last five, if you're on the short list for a role, you've only got a 20% chance of getting the job. It's mm -hmm. it's scary stuff uh, when you think about it, that uh, you could be in the last five out of 100 or 200 applicants and you still only got a 20% chance of getting the job. So that, that then becomes how do you handle the interview process and uh, mm -hmm. that's another story all by itself. There you go. And you talk about, you know, showing up for the job. So we talked about how you, you know, you to touch base and try and build a relationship with the recruiter. Um, I mean, I suppose if you don't get the job, you could maybe call the recruiter back and say, hey, do you know of anybody else uh, that might be looking that was for that role? Or or maybe do uh, uh, you, you see any other roles coming up for this company maybe that I might be a better fit for? Is, is that a good idea? That's an excellent idea. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to build a relationship. I was, I was talking to one recruiter who said uh, that of the 10 people introduced to him by friends and relatives and others who knew he was a recruiter, only three of them said thank you for the meeting. Oh, wow. And that's unbelievable, really. But I think it's because they thought they were so important that he should thank them for the meeting. Oh, wow. uh, but they're idiots, really, unfortunately, because they should be trying to build a relationship. They walked away without even saying thank you. And of the three who said thank you, none of them stayed in touch. And he said they're, wow. they're crazy because they should really be contacting me every six months and just telling him, just say, hello, I'm still here. You know, I've, I've got another role now, and uh, but I'd love to stay in touch. Uh, so your point is, is valid. We need to build relationships, and so few people do it. And if you do do it, you stand out like sore thumb. Yeah, it it does make all the difference in in uh, networking. You know, I know people that hit me up and they're like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for a job," 
And you just never know. Uh, and sometimes the timing just has to be right. Touching base with people, you know, following up with them, uh, you know, having a tickler file. I mean, it's sales. You're selling yourself. I mean, that's what people do in sales. They have a tickler file. They have people they touch base with, follow up every couple bits and say, hey, anything new? Yeah, no, your point's right. I, I had one guy who's a fantastic man, and uh, he used to write every six months, he wrote a just a 50-word sort of update on, this is what I'm up to, and uh, to all the people who'd helped him, because he'd met, he met 100 people, and he, uh, and he wanted to keep them, uh, keep them as warm connections. Would you believe that he sent this message to one guy who happened to have dinner that night with the chairman of a business who said, oh. I'm looking for someone like this. Do you know anyone like this? And he said, well, it's funny. I just got a text from a guy who's <laughs> just perfect for you. Uh, so it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't stayed in touch. Yeah, sometimes it's all about that timing, just being at the now right he's, place. The now right he's time. number two in the corporation. It's a, one yeah. of the biggest corporations in Australia. And you've got to tickle people too and remind them because and follow up with them because you know, like you said, they can be in the they can suddenly be in the right place for something, uh, or you know, the right time. But also, you've got to have them remember because if you, you know, I know people that have hit me up and they say, "Hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you know anybody?" I'm like, "No, I don't." But I'll keep that in mind, and then I never hear back from them. And so I assume that they got a job, right? And so, you know, you want to follow up with people. You want to uh, shake the trees and, and build a relationship. This is a big, this is a big problem. People, um, you know, when you, I don't know, uh, the statistic I've seen is that if you're giving a TED talk, they rehearse you for 50 hours, uh, five zero hours. Wow. So it's no wonder that people don't miss a beat when they're giving a TED talk, you know, right. but, uh, uh, People don't rehearse, so they don't practice their lines. And then secondly, um, they don't follow up. They, they're embarrassed. Uh, I've heard, you might have this in statistics from me, but I've heard that the best salespeople call seven times. Now, yeah, most true. business people, they're embarrassed after two calls. You know, oh, you know, why don't they call me back? Uh, they assume the other person has got nothing better to do than call them back. The other person is probably totally overloaded. And... Mm -hmm. If you don't call back yourself, you are going to miss out because exactly the reason you mentioned, which is they assume you're not interested or you've already got a job. Now, why should I call you? Uh, and I'm always urging people to call back, try and send them a text, send, just remind them that you're waiting uh, for their input. There you go. Uh, so uh, how to launch yourself in a new role and nail it. So when you first start showing up to the job, when you're, you know, you're on that first day or first week, how do you uh, nail it on your first, when you first get into it? How do you make sure that you, you know, start off swinging good and you don't get strikes and, you know, they, they're like, wow, this is a mistake. We just hired this guy last week and he's already flubbing it. Yeah. Well, it, it uh, depends on the organization, of course, but I, get, I tell the story in the book about a teacher who stood at the front door of his class and he shakes hands with every student on the first day before class starts. Now, that is building an emotional connection of some kind. Yeah. And, um, it's, I, I reckon that's a lesson for all of us. You know, we, we should be trying to build a bond with our, the people who are reporting to us. And in one case, I had a guy who was notorious for being a chief financial officer and very interested in numbers, not so interested in people. But we, 
uh, we agreed that his first day he should just talk to all the people reporting to him and talk about their families, not about the business at all. Mm. So to get the message through that he did, he did actually care about people uh, as well as numbers. And so I think that's part of it. Part of it is asking for help. Uh, you know, you can be somewhat vulnerable. You don't, you shouldn't. People are very wary of people who think they've got all the answers. Uh, you know, we've seen this character before. And we've had three bosses who came in telling us they knew all the answers and then they've all gone because they didn't know all the answers. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. It's good to ask people what needs to be done here. How can, uh, how can we work together to make a difference? Mm -hmm. uh, I, um, I had experience myself in uh, one of the businesses that I was in, we bought a radio station and it had been run by a bunch of people who didn't care about the radio station. They just cared about stripping the assets really. Wow. So, uh, and someone reminded me 30 years later of the speech I made, which I'd forgotten totally, but it was to the, basically what I said is we don't know how to run a city radio station. We had country radio station. Oh. And we need you to be successful. We are here to help you be successful. That was the main message mm -hmm. uh, that I gave. And it turned out to be quite memorable, uh, very memorable, because they had, here's a guy 30 years later, still heard it. So uh, I think it's all about how do you help other people be successful is one of the big things that you've got to uh, think about. The other thing is to not to just bury yourself in numbers. You need to meet people. You need to walk around, be seen, uh, ask people what their problems are, how can you help them solve it, that sort of thing. And then finally, you've got to make sure you've got a good relationship with your boss. Now, the boss has hired you, so the boss wants you to be successful. That's, the, the boss doesn't want to hire someone who, who is unsuccessful because that reflects on their judgment. So... Mm. Get the, make sure you're close to your boss and that you ask them what needs to be done and how to do it. And then whenever there's a problem, make sure that you ask them how they would tackle it. Don't try and do everything yourself. Uh, Very smart. Very smart. Uh, what final thoughts uh, and, uh, and ideas, mate? What haven't we teased out on the book that we can tease out? So, sorry, what was that? What final uh, thoughts or tease-outs have, oh, oh, okay. have we yeah. talked about that maybe we should tease out on the book? Well, I, I do think uh, we should talk just in 30 seconds about link uh, about LinkedIn because yeah. LinkedIn is a huge asset to people these days. And it's not the people you know. It's the people who the people you know know. So it's the second connection. So if you're looking for, a, let's say, you're interested in joining a company like Google, uh, you may only know one person at Google. You may know no one at Google, but the chances are that the people you know know people in Google. You might find there's literally hundreds of people mm -hmm. in Google who your 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 connections know. And what we want to do is get them to introduce you. We don't want cold calls. You can't make cold calls. You must be introduced. And someone has got to say, look, you you could... You, you should meet William because he needs your advice. Your, your advice could be really helpful to him. We don't say he's looking for a job. That's the last thing we say. We just say, you'd like to know more about Google and like to know more about your industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and then most people will help. Uh, you know, they'll find half an hour to talk to you if, if, as long as you're introduced by someone they respect. 
Ah. So LinkedIn is very important. Being introduced by someone you respect. You know, I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn and they're like, hey, you're connected to a connection that I'm not and I'm interested in meeting this person. Can you uh, hook me up? Uh, do you recommend people do that? No, because you can't, you've never worked with them. You don't know anything about That's them. True. How can you use your reputation to introduce someone who might turn out to be Yeah, liking? it might be bad might be bad yeah so yeah. i would never do that it's got to be people you know and ideally who you've worked with who can say i work with uh chris and he's a really good man and he needs your advice that it, we ask for advice all the time not for a job um and most people will be well in a way it's an honor to be asked yeah if you ask for advice judgment. people are more willing to help you you know, yeah. if you ask for a job, you're like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, I don't even know it's, how to look for a job other than your book. Yeah, so uh, we don't ask for a job. Uh, yeah. Never. I'm unhirable at this point. Well, this has been really insightful, William, and uh, thank you for coming on. Give us your final pitch out uh, on the book and tell people where to find you on the internet, please. Yeah, well, the good news about the book is that people love it and most people are recommending it to three or four other people. And I, I just looked at Goodreads. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Goodreads. Yeah, we're on Goodreads. The podcast is on Goodreads too. Ah, good on you. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at some of the feedback on Goodreads, but they're saying, you know, incredible resource, unique, practical, thorough, inspiring, brilliant. I'm, I'm doing my own. Uh, I'm using other people's words. You'll notice not my words. Um, uh, uh, one one said, "This is a book um, you don't know you need until you read it." So it, I think that's true. Most people are pretty naive about this process. So once you start to understand it, you really get it. You really become pretty interested in how to do it well. Uh, so that's the feedback I've got. And the, and the good news is, it's very easy to read, and uh, it's extremely practical. There's lots of stories because I work with a thousand people. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I uh -huh. know what can go wrong as well as what can go right. So I try to weave those stories into the book to make it much more interesting. It's not just checklists. Uh, you've got to do mm -hmm. this, that, that. There you go. And this is the finalist in the Australian Career Book Award 2022, hosted by the Royal Society of Arts Oceana. Uh, did we get your .com, William? On where people yeah, it's just, the uh, just building a willing winningcareer.com. Um, so, and uh, but the best place to go is Amazon. And you know, mm. what's incredible about Amazon is they deliver the book in two days, you know, isn't it? Uh, though? It's, crazy. it's absolutely, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, really. It's yeah. quite staggering. Yeah. I, I was in Antarctica, the North Pole, and they were there in like two days. <laughs> that might be a, that might be a stretch. <laughs> might be. But I've had people in Dubai buy it and, uh, you know, Malaysia, uh, India. Yeah. Uh, this, this little penguin showed up in an Amazon outfit, and he had, like, a little Amazon truck, and he threw it out to me, and I was like, okay. And then yeah, some porch. I, I think it might be a bit too cold to read it. In, um, yeah. In, you need the, I'd, I'd get the e-book if I was you. If you're <laughs> there you in go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, William, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. You've been very insightful, and people should pick up your book. Thanks, Chris. Uh, very enjoyable speaking with you. And uh, I, I'm a big believer in this, uh, as you can see. I, I believe there is a process, and if you use the process, you will be better off. And you've got the experience and stories to back it up. Folks, order up uh, the book wherever fine books are sold. It's called Building a Winning Career. 
a complete guide to securing and thriving in your ideal senior role came out November 16th, 2021. Thanks to William for coming on the show. Thanks to be honest for being here. We certainly couldn't do it without you guys help support the show. Just, it's real easy. It doesn't cost you anything. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, turn to the person to you right now and said, download the Chris Voss show app or else. Don't, don't do that. Don't say or else, but just say, Hey, I want you to be smarter because uh, you're already smart and you can be smarter. So subscribe to this podcast really quick. It'll make you even more smarter and maybe you'll reach my level someday. Uh, go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and Chris Foss One on the Tickety Talkity. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.